Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses. Today I have the pleasure to have Sarah with us. Hello, Sarah. Hi, John. Thank you for inviting me along to your podcast. Great oh, to it's, a, you. it's a pleasure. I know you're really busy at the moment as you're launching the book and doing various things. So thanks for taking the time out for doing this. Yeah, no problem at all. Yes, it's a bit of a hectic week this week. We've got uh, got the launch on Thursday, which, of course, has got its uh, challenges now. It's in lockdown. Oh, Always good book, book launch, isn't it? <laughs> so tell us about your business before we find out more about your book. Mm. Well, I, went in, I set up my own business in 1994, which is probably way before most people have even been born that are listening to the podcast. So um, I, I literally did what the title of the book says. I leapt into HR consulting. At the time, I didn't really have a great plan. Um, you know, it was, seemed like a good option. I was kind of persuaded to do it. And since then, I've grown a seven-figure business and two six-figure businesses. So, and I can safely say, I never had a strategy that that was what I wanted to do. It happened, um, and it's not been a bed of roses along the way either. I've had some huge hefty learnings out of it but uh, yeah I'm 26 years in so not doing too badly ah, excellent I guess kind of keen to hear about some of those challenges uh, mm. but also like to hear a bit about your own journey so are you happy to share some of your story with us yeah of course yeah I mean we started off in um, in Hertfordshire and it was very much myself uh, and then as many small businesses do they kind of grow you need a little bit of support and then before you know it, you've got two or three people in your business, and then you think about an office, um, a shared office in a in a centre. And then from there, a few years later, we had ended up with a team of twenty one people, ten year lease on a property, and uh, turning over over a million pounds a year. So um, yeah, so, so it can happen organically, even if you don't plan it. It, it is possible to do it. Yes. Well, I think just based on the reaction when I sort of said I may ask you about some of your challenges before we were, we started recording, uh, I think I have to ask about your challenges. <laughs> what, was there any along the way? I, there's been quite a few along the way, really. I, I think there are some absolutely critical ones I would share with anybody that's going into having their own business, whether it's a consultancy or starting their own small business, is you have to put your health first. And I think I've two occasions where my business has really suffered has been when I've not been well and I haven't you know put myself first or looked after myself and you know put the two children or, or business first and you know you can't have wealth without health it's it's you know it's a cliche but it it's true it really is true it's cliche for a reason mm, exactly exactly um so I think that's been one of my challenges and I think the other one was uh, in 1994 we'd only just got the internet so the world of running a business then and how it is now is completely different um and i think i would say the other thing is don't become centric around you as an individual or your time you know create products go online become a digital business um but keep your eggs in many baskets and not just one big client or one product line or service yeah and that's good advice i think I think most business owners have been in that situation, especially if you give services. I, I know I've been there. Yeah, I know. And it's very easy. You don't, if you don't think about these things at an early stage, it's very easy 
particularly now with lockdown, so many businesses are suffering because they haven't got this kind of um, strategy for income. Right. It spreads the risk. So, so I think just to go back on what you're saying about looking after your own health, because it's so easy mm. when you run a business for it to take over your life. You don't mean it to, but it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of becomes all absorbing. So what would be some yeah. of the tips of looking after yourself? I think it comes down to consistency. So doing things on a consistent basis, even if it's small things. So um, I laugh about it. A colleague of mine who is is very much a wellness expert, we, we often have these conversations and she says, you know, what are you doing, Sarah, if you're sitting at your desk for eight hours a day? What are you get, doing to keep yourself, you know, um, movement and this ah, and and she laughs at me because I've now bought a small trampette that's in the office and uh, we, we laugh about it here and I you know I go to put some printing on I wait for the printer to say slow press the button on the printer and I go on the trampette and, and run and jog for it may only be a minute a minute and a half two minutes but it just you know just small things you don't have to do a marathon or whatever it is but you do need to look after your health your energy your nutrition and sleep sleep is a really big, big thing uh, i love the idea of a trampet it's great it's yeah. great the dog well, loves it as well <laughs> <laughs> i bought myself a walking desk so it has a oh, treadmill built into excellent. it and yeah. you get so i get so much more done when i'm at my walking desk than i do if i'm sitting down at really? a desk really no i've not gone that far yet but i do like my trampet <laughs> so is there somebody thinking about kind of setting up a hr consultancy what would be some of the thinking processes to go through? Well, I think the first thing that springs to mind, and it's part of the model I go through on my programmes, is that you've got to have absolute clarity about what it is that you're going to be doing. Um, and I think it's very easy when you come out of the corporate world to be a generalist in HR and, and say, well, I can do anything for any company, anywhere, any market. And before you know it, you you, you not your marketing's not focused or targeted at all um, and I do get it you know people are worried that they're not going to have enough business or enough clients so my, my first top tip or golden nugget is really be clear about who your ideal client is all right yeah. and so it's easy to say that but like you say the temptation is to go for a broader market Mm. So, so what are some of the things you could be thinking about to be able to sort of hone into that ideal client? I think there's kind of two sides to the equation. There's the first thing is to define very clearly what your strengths are and what your passions are for, for what it is that you want to be doing in the consulting world. Because the worst thing I see is people come out of the corporate world because they hate doing X, Y, and Z, and then they kind of jump across into consulting and and go, oh, well, I'll do X, Y, and Z just to get some money in, and you think, well. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So, you know, find out what the strengths are, look at your passions. But then the other side of that is what what does the marketplace actually need? Um, you know, the SME marketplace makes up 99% of the UK economy. So that's probably where HR people are going to target. So what are the pain points for you know, MDs and owners of SMEs? And therefore, what, what is in demand? There's, there's got to be an overlap between the two, otherwise you're never going to sell anything. That's right. my view anyway. <laughs> Excellent. So you, you target it down. You, you've got a, uh, what's referred to as a niche. Mm. So th th and, then what happens? And, and then <laughs> this is where they they get a bit stuck. This is where it's how do you price it? How do you package it? Um, you know, 
how do you charge for your time or, or your services? And, and having that clarity is really important. Again, a lot of HR people go into consulting, not necessarily really understanding that whole you know, marketplace piece around pricing and how, how they're going to do that. Um, and the, the shift of mindset from, you know, I'm earning £30 an hour to £65, £95, whatever it is, is quite a big mental shift for a lot of people. Yes. And so it's, it's kind of a little bit like you're no longer sort of charging for your time. You're charging mm. for your skills. And, and the value you bring to an organisation as well. Mm. Um, I often, you know, talk to consultants about you've got to use metrics, you've got to measure what you're doing. You know, business owners want their ROI, they want to know that what you're going to do is, is beneficial to them and their business. You know, they're driven, they're business owners, they want to, to see what the bottom line looks like as well. And I guess then the next question is then, how, how do you get the word out there? How do you let people know that you're ready and willing to take people as clients? Um, I have a very um, strong social media presence on, particularly on LinkedIn. Uh, we do targeted Facebook adverts, but primarily I've got a good network on LinkedIn. I do quite a lot of high visibility um, posts, articles, videos. Um, I think if you're in my connections, I think there's an element is that oh, here she goes again. So I've got quite high visibility. You know, the HR world tends to know I'm there. Right, um, excellent. And particularly with the books. I mean, you know, I feel sorry for them actually because they, they really have had that book rammed down their throat <laughs> in the last week. <laughs> so, what's the journey been like right writing the book? Oh, right. Well. It started two years ago and it started with a bang. It was on these, you know, write your book quickly weekends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two years later. I know, two years later. So kind of a bit of a burst of activity for that weekend and I was very motivated, thought, yes, I can do this. Um, then it sat there for six months and then I picked it up again and it sat there for six months. And it was one of those things that it always got put to the bottom of the pile of priorities. Um, I think it's very easy when you're running a business. You know, writing a book is is not a quick and easy thing to do. Um, and it was really only when I started um, doing workshops and kind of make it happen days with Karen, Karen Williams, the, the book mentor, and I, I did a day with her and realised how much I needed to change. I mean, I I'd got a structure, but it wasn't the right structure, and it was like shoehorning something into a book. It's never going to work. So it just had to rejig it all. And I literally, from March of this year to September, it has been full on writing the book, editing the book, publishing the book, retweaking it, re editing it. It is, it has been a very full on journey. Yeah, it, it is. I have heard Amongst that. everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody once said if you knew how much work goes into writing a book, you'd never start. Well, I think you're right, actually. But you kind of get you get halfway through it, and when you particularly when you've got people like Karen working with you, you don't feel like you can give up because you're getting so much support, and you think, right, I've got to finish it. And um, I, I don't know whether you've seen a copy of the book, but it's can I, shall I just flick through, and you can just see. Not that anybody else will see it if they're not seeing. It. So this, I did a full color version of it. Oh, lovely! So it's got. 
workbook style to yeah. it, um, which for me, I'm a visual person. It works really well. Um, and the feedback's been really good. Everybody likes the cover. Excellent. <laughs> I think if you send us a picture, we'll put a picture and a link up to your book on the on the website as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll do that. Excellent. <laughs> so maybe you're probably in the throes of it, so it might be an unfair question, but did you surprise yourself at all in anything that you knew when you were writing the book? Um, I think, I don't know. This is how I went through writing the book. You start writing it and then you think, oh, I probably haven't put enough in here. And then you keep writing and then you think, oh, maybe I'll put too much in it. And then you think, do they really want to hear this? <laughs> uh, so you go through all sorts of emotions when you write a book. Um, you know, when they say, right, it's really good to have your story in there. And I'm thinking, well, what story is that then? <laughs> you know, which, which bit of the story is going to be relevant? And um, I, I do think it's quite an interesting emotional journey writing a book. It isn't just getting your knowledge from your head onto paper. It is challenging very challenging. It, it is yes it's um and i think sometimes you have to get past that assumed knowledge the things you just know mm. that, that trying to express in words is always uh, can be a yeah. bit of a challenge and and for me english has always been my worst subject at school i didn't even pass my o level uh articulating what happens from here onto paper is really really tricky so like you say, it's just taking that knowledge and thinking, well, is, would that be a useful nugget? You know, which bit would be useful for somebody? It's really tricky to know what, what might be helpful. So um, I'm glad I had a couple of, well, quite a few people peer review at first as well. Excellent. So does somebody listen to this and they're maybe at their journey of starting a consultancy and they need some assistance or maybe sort of thinking to expand maybe into some digital products <laughs> or just love to get a hold of your book? How would they contact yeah. you? Well, the best thing to do is pop onto our website, which is www.leapintoconsulting.com. And there's a whole wealth of information on there. Uh, again, my contact details are on there. Um, the book link is on there as well. So all things to do with leaping is on that website. Excellent. And we'll put all that info on our website as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing your story, your passions and um, your struggles. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, my struggles are probably very small compared with a lot of other people's at the moment, but uh, they do teach you some good, valuable lessons that I share with other people as yeah. well. I think sometimes people shy away of sharing some of the struggles, um, mm. but if 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 we're going for it, that maybe somebody else is, and it can go, oh, I'm yeah. not the only one, that, you know, maybe we can help each other. And I think the other thing that I've learned, and, and that comes up time and time again with people that are considering going into consulting is they feel like they've got to have everything ready to go from day one. Mm. And they don't. There are very few things you need to have set up in your business before you start trading. And and the key then after that is to get some clients. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I did hear a quote that may or may not be relevant, but if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there have been many occasions where I've launched products, um, where I've sold it, and then I, I then I've got to produce the product because um, you think, oh, right, okay, so I've got ten people that want that product, so I better crack on and do it. And a, and a lot of consultants I talk to 
don't want to talk to anybody until they've got the final detail and the final version of their product done. Um, and it, it, for me, it's a moment of procrastination. It stops them moving. Yes. Yes. And it, it doesn't sort of say that you have to do it, you know, purposely badly. You just do it as well no, as you can no. with what yeah. you know at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, being flexible, I think, is really important as well, because, you know, I might start off with a product that, that looks like this and then suddenly you get feedback and it might slightly change and evolve. And that's that's kind of how it happens, really. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you ever so much, Sarah. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, John. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. Bye then, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses, with practical help for business owners such as 24-hour unlimited legal advice. Speak to a barrister or solicitor any time of day. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.